Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. It's Room 104. It's Cormac and Saoirse here. We've been chatting about this for uh, the evening as well, getting in some of your guesses to this. If you're kind of applying for a job or applying to a recruiters and you're looking to change careers and find something new and find something different and find something better, how long, on average, does the average hiring manager spend looking at your application? A few people were saying things like, oh, it's probably less than five minutes, and you'd be way off. I mean, you're correct. It's saying less than five minutes, but it's uh, it's not several minutes, unfortunately. Uh, some um, someone who's been looking into the numbers at quite a significant level and a very specific level, joining us now from Mustard.ie, the founder, Gavin Fogarty. Gavin, how are things? Hey guys, thanks for having me. No worries at all. I mean, I would have thought everyone thinks that you know their CV is going to be read like a novel and that the hiring manager will sit down and look at their application, but it turns out that's not true. Yeah. So typically, the average is, is seven seconds or less, which obviously is pretty surprising, but to help put some context on that, I think it helps to understand where the hiring managers sit and how difficult their job is because typically for a job application, they can get hundreds and in some cases thousands of people applying to a job. Yeah. So in that instance, they just don't have the time to read every resume detail and they have technology to help them do that faster. But our technology has been recording how long they're spending glancing at what are effectively the cover sheets. So the little bits of information before they click into your resume. And most of the time they're spending less than seven seconds looking at that cover sheet before they decide whether to commit more time. And then, as you say, read it like a novel and take the time over it. If you can overcome that hurdle and convince them to invest more than that time in reviewing your details, you've done a lot of the heavy lifting. So yeah. uh, we wrote this article to try and share some tips and tricks with people about how to make sure that it's your resume they go to, it's your CV they go to look at rather than the other hundreds that they have to review that day. That's yeah, I mean, actually like, mad, I, isn't it? Going through like hundreds and hundreds of CVs, but mm. <laughs> seven seconds, you're just going to be like, ah, oh, here, lads, what's going on? <laughs> so yeah, let, let's give them a, a bit of credit where it's due. It, it's not seven seconds looking at your resume. So if you imply, apply on Indeed or Jobs.ie, usually you're filling out a form before you upload your resume. So it's that information they're actually scanning over to decide whether or not your resume is even worth looking at. And it's not out of a lack of respect for you as a job seeker. It's purely because they're so busy, they're getting so many applicants. They have to try and shortlist it down really quickly. So if you can do anything that helps show them instantly that you're someone who's worth more than seven seconds, you're going to do much better than, say, your average person applying. So it's worth kind of following some of these tips and trying to get in there. Now, I've never had a proper job so I haven't had to actually um, <laughs> send anyone a CV before but what is it that they're looking for? What stands out? A lot of the time they don't realise what they're looking for but again our data shows that 
ideally you get higher success rates when you just make their life a little bit easier. So anything you can do to show them that you're a fit for this job is really, really going to benefit you. So typically when an organization or a company posts a job, they'll literally write in plain English what you need to apply for that job. It's usually bullet points. They write it out and it says, I need three years experience or you need to have done something like this before or whatever it is that they've written in bullet points. The best thing you can do, take those bullet points and on the top of your resume or in your application or in the cover sheet, write them in again and then just answer. I have this or I don't have this. So in an ideal world, they say you need one year of experience and you've got three. You write in the bullet points that says you need one year of experience and after it, you say, I've got three. So obviously in, in as, an articulate way as possible and, and try and be friendly, etc. But if you're highlighting that information at the start, that hiring manager is literally going to thank you for saving them the effort of having to scroll through your information, trying to figure out if you're valuable to them or not. Yeah. Um, and it's an unfortunate way of looking at it, but, but that's their job. They're trying to find the good people. So if they have 100 applications and you're the only person who's taken the time to show them that you have these things they're looking for, yeah. you're going to stand out and you're going to be the person that they call first. And it's, it's funny because that kind of would nearly go against some traditional kind of cover letters or CV applications where it's like, I know some people would say you have to write a cover letter for each job that you're applying for, but the, the format, would, I would always have thought it's a wordy kind of thing they're looking for. Not obviously too long, but bullet points would have been nearly the last thing you'd ever be told to include in something like that. Yeah, well, I suppose traditionally, like 10, 15, 20 years ago, we would have printed out our resumes, gone down to the local pub and handed them over. And that in that instance, it makes sense for you to write this paragraph to kind of sell yourself to mm. whoever's going to hire you. But that doesn't happen anymore. And particularly at the moment when we're kind of in an economic downturn, that means more people are unemployed, so more people are applying for jobs. That means you've got more competition and you need to stand yeah. out. And it also means hiring manager has a harder job because they have to review more candidates. So if you can just change a paragraph into simple bullet points, we all know that when we look at something, if it's a big wordy email, we start to zone out. If it's a couple yeah. of bullet points that my eye can go straight to and it's literally checkboxes, they have this, they have this, they don't have this, then I can make a much easier decision. And even if you don't have everything, at least highlighting it at the top and letting them see that first, it's really going to help them and they'll appreciate it and it tends to build a good relationship. It also shows that you took the extra couple of minutes to kind of customize your application for this job rather than just throwing every resume to every job. And again, it just helps you stand out and show that you really want this job. Um, so it's definitely worth doing. I remember talking to someone who was trying to get an acting gig and they'd done the audition they got a call back and what they ended up doing it was an American casting agent they went and got a piece of bog in County Offaly and sent <laughs> off that piece of bog saying I'm just sending a piece of Ireland kind of thing they got the job in the end Amazing. so it's that whole like standing out from the crowd it's yeah, kind of and the that, same that's a really it? good point because uh, everybody's trying to stand out from the crowd but a lot of really common mistakes that happen are that when we try and stand out for the crowd we use those fancy DV generators online and and they produce this kind of really glossy, coloured, looks like a, mm. a sales brochure for yourself. But the problem with that is if you don't highlight your value and highlight why your value is specific for that job, it doesn't matter how good it looks. You're still asking that hiring manager to have to go searching for why you're a good fit. So irrelevant of how black and white or how uh, multicolored and fancy your resume is, the best thing you can possibly do is make that hiring manager's job super easy and show at the top of the page or the top of the application or on Indeed in the questionnaire, wherever you are, this is why I am a good fit for this. 
this job. And the best way to summarize that is take the job post and use it against them. They'll write in the job post what they're looking for. All you need to say is whether you have it or not. And even if you don't have it, you're going to stand out above the people who didn't take the time to do that. And they might have spent 40 minutes or three days working on a really fancy CV. But if they haven't, effectively, the fancy CVs tend to bury those value bits. And all you want to do is highlight your value and most hiring managers will have very specific value they're looking for. So it's not enough for you to just have one resume that you think will fit every job. It's better to spend the time and highlight your specific value relative to that job. So if they're looking for management experience and you have it, that needs to be at the top. Yeah, and then um, to make sure that you include all those bullet points on the side of a uh, block of turf and send it into them. And so she's going to be uh, w- working on your marketing team now for the for the next while as a consultant. Everyone you're talking to, like, have you tried a loaf of uh, some turf for your CV? Loaf of no. turf. Yeah. I mean, that, that's we, we going extreme. But <laughs> what's your thoughts on lying even a little bit? <laughs> Me personally? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I think, I th- look, I completely understand why people have to massage this, the truth a bit, especially just to get the chance to get a foot in the door. And if you don't have experience and you haven't had a chance to get experience, the temptation to bend the, bend the truth a little bit is there. But to be honest, it always comes up and it's going to bite you uh, eventually. So in an ideal world, do your best to be as truthful as possible. Most hiring managers will appreciate you highlighting that you're missing something. So for example, they ask for management experience, you don't have it. If you can draw some kind of association and say, well, I don't have direct man- management experience, but I did this. It's nearly similar. I'm really keen to learn. I'm hoping that you guys can help me and bring you up to that level. That's a much better way of just being honest about maybe a deficit in your experience or your skill set and just letting them know that you're you're trustworthy and effectively like all sales, whether it's selling yourself for a job or whether it's selling a two-push, it's just about trust and then communicating that you're valuable. So if, yeah. if your value is that you're competent or you're experienced, make sure you show that. And to build trust, like the worst thing you can do is lie because you you might get in the interview situation that they'll figure it out, especially if they're good at their job. Yeah, and then it's uh, it's all downhill from there. And if you've just tuned in, we're chatting to Gavin Fogarty from Mustard.ie just about uh, increasing your chances of uh, uh, getting your CV even opened or looked at for, for jobs in the future. One of the things was obviously make it easy for the lad who's looking at your application, leave the essays for another time and bullet point out. Uh, and kind of tick the boxes basically for um, what they're looking for in a candidate. Uh, what are some of the other things that, and, and kind of other pieces of advice you found work and help? Yeah, so being specific is, is really good. So try to stick to, uh, and this is my quote, it's, it's one of the guys who works here in the team had used it, so I thought it was really clever. So sticking to facts rather than opinions. And what, while that seems obvious, instead of writing big wordy emails or applications about why you may be a good fit, it's much better to say specifically, I have this, and for that reason, that means this. So to give an example of that, uh, like the management experience piece, if you have some, it's great to just say it in plain English terms rather than burying it in a big, long, wordy explanation for it. And the, kind of the second piece of that advice is if you can be specific for the job and the company that you're applying to, the hiring manager is also going to appreciate that. So the last thing they need is one resume for kind of one size fits all and you've just been applying to 50 jobs. Now, I understand how hard it is for people at the moment and they're putting so much time into trying to find work and they've got the pressures of the world on their shoulders. So the last thing I want to do is to say, oh, we'll just put in an extra hour per job. I know that's hard, but if you can the more time you can spend thinking about that application from the viewpoint of the hiring manager. So think about the shoes that they're in and the fact that they have to review so many applications. Anything you can do to make their life easier. So just highlighting the value, being specific, getting to the point, sticking to facts, 
all those things are really going to help that person see that you're somebody who's worth speaking to. Even in cases where you don't meet all of the criteria, you might find that when you stick to those tips, because you've made it so easy for the hiring manager, you've started to build that trust already and you may get a call of somebody else who, who might actually have a little bit of a better resume for, than you, but yeah. they buried it in a big long paragraph so the hiring manager just didn't have the time to go through it. And yeah, I know so. this is probably a very simple question, but should it be on one page? That's not a simple question. It's a really good question because there's, if you read online, which I'm sure a lot of your listeners are doing, like what's the best resume and how do I create the perfect resume? There's lots of opinions out there. And a lot of those opinions will say, look, in an ideal world, it's no longer than two pages. But it really depends. It depends on the job you're applying for. It depends on how many years of experience you have. If it is getting unnecessarily long, so if it's going over two pages, it's quite possible you're being a bit verbose or a bit wordy. So if you can cut that down, that's great. Typically, for every piece of experience you have, so if Cormac talks about working for FM 104, if you can get it down to three bullet points on what his responsibilities were there, what achievements he's done since he worked there, and then anything else in kind of in, as a third bullet point, that's enough to talk about his time there. He yeah, didn't have to write like there's just an one bullet point, unfortunately. <laughs> 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 what have you done here, actually? I don't even know. You, you shut up, Sir Chanel. If anyone from <laughs> management is listening, they'll be like, listen, there's actually just a blank page. I'll be sending them going, my God. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? The, but the, I mean, there's, there's an argument for for writing nothing and just saying, look, I'm a, a radio presenter and I work at FM 104, and then leaving it blank. And because FM 104 is a brand, everybody appreciates and knows. Sometimes that's enough, and, and you don't have to have the explanation, but. If you can take the time to add in that extra piece of valuable information, if you get past that seven seconds where they're just reviewing you and now they're actually looking at your experience, they want to see what, you, what you've done, a really clean way to follow that is, these are my responsibilities, these are the achievements I've made since I've been there, and then a third bullet point can basically be of your choosing. Try not to make it 60 sentences because no, no hiring manager wants that. They want to just see the value really quickly. And if there's one message that people should take home, it's all they're looking for is value. So you need to highlight it. And whether that's literally by bolding it out or underlining it or whether it's figuratively just by making it easy for them to find us. That should be the kind of general take home. If I'm writing a resume to apply for a job, have I been specific enough to highlight the value that this hiring manager is looking for for this role and have I made it really easy for them to find it on my resume or my application? Brilliant. Well, I think uh, that sums it up pretty well. Uh, if you want to read a little bit more about that, you can find that entire article uh, up on uh, muster.ie which uh, you know talks about optimising interviews and, and things like that which are hugely important now as Gavin mentioned mentioned unfortunately they're kind of we're probably in the middle of a recession now anyway it just hasn't been officially declared but you might be looking for work and figuring out how to kind of uh, get a foot in the door um definitely go check it out muster.ie listen gavin thanks a million for popping on we will chat you again soon thanks guys see ya when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money.